This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Good morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Philip Moore. And for a little over 18 years now, I've served here as the executive pastor here at the Ark. And it is always an honor and a privilege of mine to be able to stand on this stage and to be able to share with you. As an executive pastor, part of my roles and responsibilities are to be out in the community and to volunteer and to connect with what's happening in and around our area. So for the last several years in the month of May, I have attended the National Police Officers Memorial Ceremony in downtown Conroe. I have a picture to show you of that event. This event brings law enforcement agencies together from across our county in a moving first-class ceremony, including full-dress uniforms, color guard, bagpipes, wreath-laying, the playing of the taps, and a 21-gun salute. Leadership in our city, they speak and they give honor to whom honor is due. We pause, we pray, and we give thanks to God. Of note in this picture that I have for you, in attendance are family members of Sergeant Ed Holcomb. Sergeant Holcomb is the only police officer here in Conroe to die in the line of duty. He was fatally shot in 1982 while responding to a domestic dispute call. His family attends this ceremony every year. Also in attendance are school children from Sacred Heart Catholic School, seated right up front and center, and I love that. They're there in their red shirts. They're getting an up-close perspective on what sacrifice, loyalty, service, devotion, and honor look like, helping instill these values into the next generation, and that helps to create a better future. The objective of this ceremony is simple, to pause and remember. Remember that those locally and across our nation who have given their lives protecting and serving all of us. Remember that the rights and the values that we hold as a society are precious. And remember that those rights and those values, well, they come with a price. Bottom line, we remember so we don't forget. And that's the title of my talk this morning. Remember lest you forget. Remember simply means to recall to the mind by an act or an effort of memory, to think of again, to retain in the memory, to keep in mind, to remain aware of. Now notice in this definition that remembering is not passive. It just doesn't happen to us. It's an action, it's an effort. It's something that we actively and purposefully engage in, something that we give ourselves to. And it's an important practice to stay committed to in our lives, a practice that I have found has huge benefits. So what are the benefits to remembering? Number one, remembering keeps us thankful. Remembering helps us to stop and to give thanks. Give thanks for the things that God has done and provided in our lives, for all the times he's heard our prayers and he's come through for us, but also for the times And that we need to give thanks for the times that he hasn't answered our prayers. To quote the great theologian, Garth Brooks, (laughs) we need to thank God for unanswered prayers. 
All throughout my college, my grades were extremely important to me. So it's actually hard for me to admit to you this morning that I actually have a C on my transcript. Please don't judge me, okay? It happened in my undergraduate work and then of all classes, finance. That bad grade was hard enough on its own. But later in my academic career, it was that C that kept me out of the MBA program at the University of Oklahoma. At the time, that denial in my life was devastating and it greatly altered the plans that I had laid out. However, when I look back now and I remember that season, I see something entirely different. I see a time when God was so incredibly at work in my life and defining my days to come. It was a time of formative and refocused purpose and priorities for me. It was a time when I started down the road into full-time ministry where I am today. And it was a time when Ellen and I reconnected, were engaged and married, and this December, we celebrate 33 years. That clap is for you. You see, looking back now, and I remember, that C ended up being one of the best grades that I ever received in my life. Remembering keeps us thankful. It also helps us to stay humble. Remembering helps us to recall where we came from, helps us to keep any kind of pride in check, helps us to realize that there's no such thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman. Anything Anything that we have or anything that we've achieved in life, we owe it all to God. Remembering also gives us perspective. Sometimes our perspective in life can get off. And remembering helps us to make the needed adjustments and to keep a right perspective. My brother Tim just retired from a 22-year career as a Navy chaplain, finishing his service with the rank of commander. One of my favorite stories of Tim's military career was the time that he was traveling on a commercial flight, but he wasn't in uniform. He was minding his own business, enjoying the flight. That was until he was completely put off by the rude foul mouth and quite out, flat out um, rude actions of an enlisted soldier the few rows behind him. These antics from this rude person went on for the entire flight and unable to address it in the air, Tim deplaned and he decided to wait at the exit for the soldier, thinking that uh, this would be a good teachable moment for the young man. Well, as the soldier exited, Tim pulled him aside and just and let him know that he had heard and had seen his in-flight antics and that he didn't think that those were actions becoming of a man in uniform. At this point, the young man actually copped an attitude with my brother and bowed up at him, asking Tim who he thought he was and stating that he didn't really care what he thought about his in-flight actions. To which... Tim simply and calmly smiled and he responded, 
Oh, I am so sorry. I failed to properly introduce myself. Let's start this conversation all over. My name is Lieutenant Tim Moore, chaplain in the United States Navy. At which point the young man had a complete and immediate change of heart. He snapped to attention. He fell all over himself apologizing and promising to never do that again, sir. You see, we can all benefit from a renewed perspective. Remembering also brings encouragement. For a trial that we may be facing today or something that's going to come up in the days ahead. A while back, I was having lunch with a friend of mine, and he was feeling a little bit overwhelmed, battling what I call the stuff of life and dealing with a little bit of discouragement. I knew his background, I knew his story, and after listening to him, I simply took the time to help him remember. And we sat there and recalled the incredible things that God has done in his life and in the life of his family over the last several years. He wrote me later and expressed how much that helped him and how much that time meant to him. And the next time I saw that man, he was a changed man. Remembering brings encouragement and also helps us to not repeat the same mistakes of the past. We've all made mistakes. I know I certainly have. There is no one that is perfect. But the key is is that we can and we should be learning from our mistakes and remembering, well, it helps us to do that. And if we'll let it, remembering can also bring in a little much needed humor. As I was preparing this sermon, I couldn't help but think how lucky you guys are. Lucky that you weren't there in the early days of my development as a speaker. I smiled as I remembered an early sermon of mine and my chosen illustration, an illustration that I wove all throughout that message. Get this, I actually illustrated God's word using baking. Yes, baking, a subject that I knew very little of then and I still know very little about. My wife is the baker in our family. Yet somehow at the time, That seemed like a really good idea to me, and I went all in, drilling, pounding that illustrated sermon into my very exhaustive outline. I have to tell you, even I couldn't wait for that sermon to be over that day. (laughs) Proverbs 17, 22 says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. We can definitely learn and grow as we look back to remember And we might even get in a laugh or two in the process. The Bible talks a lot about the importance of remembering. And there's a powerful passage in the book of Deuteronomy. And it's a message from Moses to the children of Israel. The people who God had miraculously delivered from Egyptian slavery. Brought them into a land of abundance and freedom. And he actually called them his own. Read this with me in Deuteronomy chapter 8. It says, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with flowing streams, with springs and underground waters welling up into valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land where you may eat bread without scarcity and where you will lack nothing. 
a land whose stones are iron and from whose hills you will mine copper. You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. But look at this verse. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, his statutes, which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and you've built your fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself forgetting the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of a house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness and arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from Flint Rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know, to humble you, to test you, and in the end, to do you good. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my hand has gained me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors as he is doing today. The message from Moses to the children of Israel can be summed up this way. Don't forget the Lord your God when you have security, success, and abundance. Don't forget the Lord your God, the one who delivered you, led you, provided for you, and faithfully watched over you. Don't forget the Lord your God. Don't start exalting yourself and fall into the trap of thinking that you did all of this yourself. Remember, it's the Lord who did this. It's all the Lord. Remember and stay committed to him. That sounds simple enough, right? Remember lest we forget. Yet somehow it wasn't that easy, and they did forget. And that's where the tragedy comes in. Earlier this year, I was reading in, in Bible 365, and the following passage struck me as one of the saddest verses in the Bible. It's found in the book of Judges. And it's speaking about the children of Israel, the same group of people that Moses was just talking to in Deuteronomy. Look at this in Judges chapter 8. It says, the children of Israel, look at this, did not remember the Lord their God, who had delivered them from the hand of their enemies on every side. They did not remember. To me, this is a tragedy. The children of Israel did exactly what Moses had warned them not to do. They failed to remember. They failed to remember God and to bring him into their present. And the reality is they did this on several occasions. And as a result, you see in scripture that they got off and they compromised their future. Like me, you, you may see this and be asking yourself, how could they do that? How could they forget? After all the incredible, miraculous things that God had done for them, how could they not remember? It's a great question. Let's look at some of the things that God had done for them. God had heard their cries and he saw their dire condition. And God tapped Moses uniquely and powerfully through a burning bush to help deliver them out of Egyptian slavery. 
Then there was the whole 10 plagues thing, blood, frogs, lice, locusts, boils, etc. How could they forget that? God literally then parted the Red Sea so that they could walk across it safely on dry ground. For 40 years, God led them through the wilderness with a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. They did not need a GPS. He provided water for them to drink from a rock. He fed them daily with manna from heaven. That's food literally falling from the sky. He then gave them the Ten Commandments, handwritten by himself. Then he gave them the promised land to be their new home. That was the best land, not some leftover low-rent housing addition in the swampland somewhere, but what the Bible says is a beautiful land, and it describes it as flowing with milk and honey. Then God repeatedly protected and delivered them from their enemies on numerous occasions, and the list goes on. So how could they possibly forget all of that? It's a great question. The simple but dangerous answer is this. They failed to remember. They failed to purposefully and actively look back. They failed to recall, to think again, to keep in mind all the things that God had done. My question for us this morning is, what do we need to remember? We've not been delivered from Egyptian slavery, walked across a dry sea floor, or been fed manna from heaven. Yet we've all experienced the goodness, grace, mercy, protection, provision, blessing, presence, and the love of God in our lives. And if for some reason we can't see that, then I would encourage us just to pause and remember, to look back, to recall, and to think again. How many of us are alive this morning? All right, this is not a trick question, people. How many of us are alive? All right, good, That's, that's all of us. Then we have something to remember. We have the gift of yesterday and today. Still, despite our understanding of all that we've been given and seen, we can get caught up in life, get busy, sidetracked, focused in on the wrong things, and at times, we can forget. I know it's easy to do. That's why Moses was encouraging the children of Israel back then, and in essence, he's encouraging us today that we need to be intentional about remembering. We need to be intentional about looking back. We need to purpose in our hearts to remember all the things that God has done in our past, then that perspective helps us to bring God fully into our present. And from there, we walk in a greater confidence that will affect our future for the better. We need to remember the Lord lest we too forget. Here's my key point today. My, if you don't get anything else from this message, please get this point. Remembering our past brings God into our present and it sets a better course for our future. I'm gonna say that again. Remembering our past brings God into our present and it sets a better course 
for our future. Remembering in this, in the, in this instance is, is the opposite of living in the past or letting our past define us. Remembering, it teaches, inspires, and reinfuses us with hope. Remembering motivates and challenges us. It creates room for us to dream. It builds our faith, it points us to God, and it deepens our relationship with him. All incredible benefits that will impact our present and at the same time set a better course for our future. A present and a future that are shaped by and built on the reality and the experience of who we've seen God be in our past. And it's all available by the simple yet powerful practice of remembering. So how can we remember lest we forget? Looking back to remember all that God has done in the past and discovering how that will impact our lives today and tomorrow if we did, how can we get better at remembering? As I start to wrap this message up, I wanna give you six practices that will help improve our remembering. Number one, pause in the moments of life. Go there in the moments that are provided. For example, birthdays and holidays. Holidays like Veterans Day, Easter, and Christmas. Pause and remember purposefully the importance of these dates and don't just go through the motions on those occasions. We have a good one coming up next month, Labor Day. Enjoy your family. Have fun with your friends. Eat a hot dog. Have a hamburger. Have both. But if you have a job, purpose to pause and to remember and to give thanks to God. It doesn't even have to be that planned. After being hospitalized last year with COVID pneumonia, a simple deep breath now for me causes me to remember. I remember the blessing of breathing. I remember God's powerful healing in my body. And I remember the preciousness of the life that he's given me. Let's not overlook or run past those moments in life that are provided. Which leads to the second practice. Celebrate God's blessings. Set a date. Create an event to remember and to celebrate. Yesterday, July 31st, was my first annual Novid Day. We intentionally marked the day that we came out of a month-long quarantine one year ago. And we celebrated that day by going to brunch at the same restaurant that we went to when we came out of that quarantine. Over brunch, we laughed and we reflected, but we remembered. We remembered God's help. We remembered God's provision, his presence, and his healing power in that time. And we celebrated the life that he's given me and the people that I have around me to celebrate it with, which ties right into our third practice, tell them. We need to remember the people that have stood out and have blessed us in our lives, and we need to tell them. When was the last time that you told someone important to you how much you've, you, you, you appreciate them and how important they are in your life? 
When was the last time that you told them? Back in January, I wrote a letter to my mother telling her how much I loved her and her impact on my life and the the gratitude that I have to God for the gift of her in my life. My mom, she went home to be with the Lord in May. And I had the incredible privilege of speaking at her funeral. I had the incredible honor to tell people in that room how wonderful, godly, sweet, strong, incredible that lady was. And I read that letter that I had written to her. However, I am so thankful that I had taken the time months earlier to express those words for her to hear herself while she was still alive. That leads to the fourth practice of getting better at remembering. Write it down. Create a remember list. Looking back over our lives, what are the things that we need to remember? Then just write them down. Simply make a list. You'll be amazed at how quickly that list will come together and what that list will do for your faith. Number five is talk about it. Share your stories with your family and with your friends. Pass it down for your kids to hear so that they will know and remember. Ellen and I have a very unique story of how God brought us together starting back when she was eight years old and I was 10. And we're gonna save that story for another day. But our kids have heard that story repeatedly, so much so that they could tell it themselves. And that's what we're counting on. We're counting on them telling our kids and our our great-grandkids someday, for generations to come, we're counting on them telling that story so that our family will remember the goodness of God for generations to come. Which leads to the last practice. Be intentional. Bottom line, just do it. Take one or two of these practices that I've shared with you today and just do it. Be intentional. Be purposeful. Make it a priority. Look at Psalm 77, 11. I love the intentionality of this scripture. The psalmist says, I will Remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. Another translation puts it this way it says, I will ponder the things that you've accomplished and have a long, loving look at your acts. We have to be intentional about remembering. It's not just going to happen to us, but the benefits can greatly impact and shape our lives. I remember three distinct instances in my childhood and in my teens, plus COVID last year, when I know without question that God miraculously stepped in and spared my life. And when I intentionally look back and remember those instances, yes, I'm definitely grateful for God's mercy and for his protection and for his sparing my life. But remembering those moments also motivates me that just like back then, God still has his hand on my life today. And remembering those moments also gives me the humble awareness that God has a plan and a purpose for my future. He still has good things in store for me. You see, remembering my past brings God into my present and it sets a better course for my future.
So here's my question. What do you need to remember? The worship team is coming now to lead us in a a classic and a wonderful hymn. It's actually one of my favorites. And it speaks very powerfully to this subject of remembering. Great is thy faithfulness. I want to ask you to please stand with us. We're going to sing these words together as a declaration this morning. Remembering who God has been in our lives, he still is, and he forever will be.
take a moment and pray. Father, thank you that for who you are and for all that you've done in our lives. God, we have so much to be thankful for. You truly are so faithful. Father, we stand today on the fact that you do not change. And we determine in our hearts today, God, that we will remember letting the reality of who you've been and who's shown us in the past that you are impact our lives today and set a better course for our tomorrow. Father, we will remember. Amen. Amen. If you would, please be seated. Give me just one more minute. I ask that no one be moving around. If you would, with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, the best decision that you can make today, and I promise you, is one that you'll definitely remember, is to invite Christ into your life and enter into a life-giving, life-changing relationship with him. Perhaps you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus to come into your life. You've never said yes to him. Or perhaps you said yes in the past and for whatever reason, you've gotten away from him. Today, you can renew that relationship. If you've never said yes to Christ or you need to come back to him, then we're gonna say a prayer in a minute. We're not gonna call you out or embarrass you in any way, but if you're here today and you're saying, I want in on that prayer. I wanna give God a chance. I wanna invite Christ into my life. If that's you, I invite you just to simply raise your hand and by doing that say, Philip, include me in that prayer. Yeah, I see your hand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're all gonna pray this together. Pray this out loud. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a savior and I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I said yes to you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.